Hi, this is Bubba Johansson from Upper Deck, and you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. Surfer man, surfer man, does whatever a surfer can. Flies through space, looks so cool. How he breathes, no one knows. Look out, here comes the surfer man. It's knowing rad. My God, I love you so much. I love it when you sing at me. I don't know what it is. I get all tingly inside and sparkles in my eyes. It's all so wonderful. Is it kind of like... See, you can't even behave. It's been five minutes of this and nothing. Not even. Unbelievable. Uh, I was going to say something completely and utterly innocent. I was going to say, is it like the Trolls movie? Where someone literally... Deep cuts, huh? Yeah. No, no, not really. My five-year-old's all over that. I've seen (laughs) Trolls 2 about six times in the past week alone. Um, That was the intro for last week where you overslept, by the way, so I didn't end up using it. Wow, how rude. How rude. Did I oversleep or did everybody else wake up too early? Okay. (sighs) You see what I have to deal with here, Bubby. Um, (laughs) So we're not alone this week. We're not alone this week, folks. Um, So uh, another in our exciting new series of of Meet the Upper Deck people. Um, We have a guest. Yay! Um, Introduce yourself, sir. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, my name is Bobby Johansson, and I am the director of game development at Upper Deck. How exciting! Welcome, welcome, That's Bobby. Awesome. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for great. taking time out of your day to join us. Um, we're um, we've got, you sent the bio over to yeah. um, via your your wonderful colleagues um, Tyler and uh, Jody, and you look like you had fun writing that. Did you write that just for us? I did actually, and I did have a lot of fun writing that. It was kind of like a little blast of my own internal past. It's, it's the best, man. We appreciated that so much. It was so much fun. We were reading, and we were like, "Yes, I got that all. This. this is perfect. That's awesome. That was awesome. No, no, it's, it was really appreciated. It was, it was, and it's, it's, it's. Well, it's not, it's not as many pages as I'm about to make out. But I was reading it, thinking this is great, and then I turned the page, and there was more, and it was wonderful. So thank you for that. Um, no I, I. I we're, I'm probably going to kind of go into some of the stuff that's 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 on there, but obviously in your own words. So short of actually reading it out, you know, where it, you've been up a deck how long now? When did you start? Uh, thirteen years, I believe. I started in two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. So yeah, thirteen years. Two thousand seven. Wow. wow. You look. You look like you must have joined straight from school. You're looking incredibly <laughs> fresh. <laughs> Youthful. The glow. Thank you. I'm actually a lot older than I look, so it's it's, it's refreshing to hear. Though, thank you very much. Good, that's no, lucky. That's that's lucky. I shave. I look 13, so that's always my <laughs> my go-to. This is, this is my quarantine look right now. So that's good stuff. Yes, yeah, that's stuff too. We've had cut my hair in six months. Oh, oh really? <laughs> I um I don't have that problem anymore. Um, we had who did we have on recently? Peter Scanlon. Um. The artist oh, from yeah, he was Beast 95, and he had, he had a fine plague beard, as he referred to oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You look yeah. good with his plague beard. You don't see him often with he a did. beard. He was rocking it. You look he good. Did. Very no, distinguished. 
he he pulled it off. Well, he is he is a he is um an educator. So I an think beard. Yeah, I think beard comes handy when you get the facial hair. <laughs> Um, anyway, I'm 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 going off on a tangent already. So you, we had uh, Jason on your yeah, your yeah. Um, your glorious leader a few weeks back, and he spoke of you as if you had grown up together. So it, tell us how, because obviously you know Jason from back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. So if I ever slip and, and hear the name Mosh, that's what I call him. So he's always been Mosh to me growing up. So that's I call him around the office and. That's just how I how I, how I call. Um, so I've known him since '91. Um, we started eighth grade together, um, and so I've known him for about 30 years now. So uh, we go we go back pretty far, um, and so we kind of grew up, kind of uh, you know, going to comic shops, going to card shops, and then when he actually opened up his own shop while he was still in high school. Um, he asked me if I wanted to be a manager with that. And I was like, okay. And so I was managing his shop and I was in the 11th grade. Um, and so it was, it was a good time. Like had comics in there, cards, both sports and non-sports, um, wow. had some TCG stuff in there. We had some magic in there back in the day. Um, so learned a lot about how things work at a very young age from just a store distributor perspective and, and a insider collector's perspective. Wow, that's so, awesome, man. Hang on a minute. Let's just rewind a second. Jason <laughs> opened his own comic book store when he was still in high school? Yes, he absolutely did. He was... <laughs> what a gangster. Like, yeah, in my book, absolutely. that's, like, straight up. That You don't mess... That's the guy in the lowrider with the spinning rims, and you're like, don't mess with that guy. He owns his own card shop. Yeah, In my yeah. head, like, yep, that's about right. Yep. That's so his, cool. his, his parents helped him out get it, to get it started. Um, his his mom actually would watch the store while he was in school. And then when he got out of school, wow. he would go, go right to the store. Um, it was one town over, so probably like a 15, 20-minute drive um, from where we grew up. And he would manage it in the afternoons and evenings. Um, help from his friends, of course. And I, I, I was the Sunday guy, so I was always there on Sundays. I'd bring in my TV to watch football. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Sunday was very slow so that was a good time to catch up on things a lot of uh of bagging and boarding of comics and sorting things out so that was wow. that was my sundays um but yeah he had that for a couple of years until he went off to college and then he kind of hung it up wow bagging and boarding is remarkably relaxing Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, 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 I'm on, I'm on furlough at the moment, so I've had a number of bagging and boarding days. Um, so as well as as well as card sorting days. So, um, so from your bio, you, you were you were saying that you went off and you did. Hang on a minute. So you went off to college and you you were full time student athlete. So yeah, was it was it football that you did? No, I actually ran track. I was a, oh, wow. a sprinter, so I was a, a fast kid growing up. Um, yeah, but I, I studied studied aeronautical engineering and was on the track team. And so wow. between those two things, my free time was very limited to do anything else. And plus my uh, my ability to have income for anything was also very limited. So that kind yeah. of uh, stopped most hobbies that I had, except for things that were very cheap and expensive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, 
understand that. that. I, th- I think we've all been through that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, that seems to be a, a recurring theme for a lot of collectors who are kind of our age, who who, who started yeah, it. Yeah, you, you have no expenses when you're a kid except for your allowance or maybe something you're doing around the house so you can have yep. all the spendable cash to get some cars and some comics. You're on your own for the first time. You're like, oh, no, I, I need to, to actually buy things I actually need. <laughs> I need yeah. to eat what I survive on. Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> Strange. I cannot eat my cards. This is weird. Right. No nourishment whatsoever. <laughs> uh, it's, it's usually about around that sort of time that people discover the joys of, of, of relationships oh, with other people. Um, I, I was going to say the the, the, the the opposite sex, but I'm not going to make any assumptions about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Good. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned um, in your bio, you mentioned Marvel Universe um, 1990, I think, or 91. So yeah, they, so series they, one. Yeah, were they your because you, you did baseball cards before that? From what yeah, I so it was, it was kind of like uh, I was always kind of like a hybrid, you know, uh, entertainment nerd guy versus sports guy. Um, you know, garbage pail kids early on in the mid '80s uh, started up with series two, didn't get on board with series one, so I couldn't get part of that. Was a part of the cool kids had the series one binders back then, um, but then started playing little league baseball, and my dad was like, "All right, let's some, let's check out some some trading cards as well." And so my dad went hard into it. Like we were at flea markets and and uh, mall shows and, and all kinds of stuff. And you know, it, back then it was it was very under the radar for things like that. Like we go to a, a flea market and there was a guy that was rolling dice. You give him a dollar. You roll you roll a die. Whatever it lands on is, is what cards you get. So it's like all kinds of crazy stuff like that back oh. in the day. And uh, so, yeah, 88, 89, 90 was my hardcore like baseball collecting. Um, and then around that time, started getting back into comics again. Um, found the X-Men comics, found uh, Marvel Universe Series 1, and I was like, eh, baseball. Let's, let's get some Marvel characters going out. So, <laughs> so, so, so most of my card collecting from then on was was pretty much Marvel cards, non sport cards coming forward. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. Do you still have the sets that you collected? Yeah, they're actually right behind me. I was I pulled oh. them out when I was uh, getting ready for this last week, and I've been going through stuff. Um, so I got my series one, my series two, Marvel Universe. Um, I got my 94 masterpieces set. Um, oh. I don't have my 92 anymore. I'm not sure what that is, but I can just go pick one up for 10 bucks. They're, they're super cheap to get. Um, yeah, which is really nice. Yeah, Fleural Tracks, man. Um, that first set. Love that set. Oh, that's uh-huh. a great set, man. Looking yeah. back at that set, you just... I'm just always surprised by the range of art, like how I'm carried from character to character in that in that set. It's so much fun. Oh, yes, and that that was the first time from like a card design standpoint, something really elevated itself to say, okay, it's not just about the the characters in the card and the and the art and the, and the Marvel characters. It's also about the card itself. And I'm like, yeah. yes, you got the the high gloss finish, you got the the, the deco foil hits, the the metal inserts, all yeah. that stuff. It was it was taking it to a next level to be from from that case 100 percent, right because before that you would have like baseball imitation right like the 1990 you have the white border you have the name tag and then when you got to flare ultra you started getting really cool designs like the mini x's and the you know all the really fun kind of shapes and everything yeah absolutely love that 100 percent. um you know so got my my flare flare set um i look back on that and it's like okay it was cool because it was shiny, but <laughs> the art wasn't great. <laughs> 
I think my best thing, my favorite thing about Flair was the boxes that they came in. The oh, box yeah. Packs. I still have some of those, man. It's, oh, Yo, man, yes. those are the best, dude. I don't know what it was. When I was in the malls and I would see those box packs, I was like, this is quality stuff. Like, it worked on me. It did not matter. <laughs> I was we like, tried to replicate that in one of our sets, and the cost to do that now is just so astronomical for on a pack-for-pack pack basis for, like, each wow. one of them is, like, a mini And it just, the, the price of it would have to be just astronomical to get those things out there. One of the sets that you're a father of, uh, the Marvel premiere, man, like, putting in those tins, that's a ballsy really cool move man like i've never i never i've never bought a pack for myself but ian bought the tins because he collects you know he's a master collector and he had them shipped over me before i gave them to him and feeling those tins and that kind of like premium kind of quality up front really cool man such a yeah. cool experience to get that and that was that was our first shot to kind of elevate uh, the marvel brand a little bit from what people have been knowing um, you know, with the price point, with the content, with the packaging, you know, everything. We just wanted to make it so you, you get this thing and it feels like I, I'm, I'm in it. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Of course, they weren't tins with Series 1. Series 1 wasn't a tin. Yeah. No. They um, were boxes with a slip case around them. Yeah, That's we right. We actually wanted yeah. to see the tin because we wanted to stop folding those cards. And so we want. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay, the booklets, you know, they they can be folded. And so it still has this, the score marks on there. But we wanted to present them to the collector in a way that was yeah. just like, all right, you, you fold them. It's hard to, de- 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 to degrade the card a little bit. You know, you get a little crease marks in the art. You didn't want that. So mm-hmm. um, let's mm-hmm. give them a tin. Put it all out there. If they want to fold them themselves, go right ahead. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're, we'll come back to Premier. Yeah, I in a skipped minute, ahead. It's, it, no, no, it's quite all right, dear. Um, it's, it's on my hit list as well. Um, I'm holding <laughs> myself back from beginnings as well because, good oh, God, yes. I love that set it's so much. Good. So, good. Um, so um, see, you you collected your cards. You went off to be an athlete and possibly a pilot at the same time. Um, was it aeronautical? You said. Aeronautical engineering, so yeah. I never, I never could fly them, but I can make oh. them. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, get get together with Harrison Ford because he can fly them. Right up. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford. I did check this. Harrison Ford was seventy-eight yesterday, as we record. Seventy-eight. Doesn't look like it at all, man. He's going to, he's going to do I, Indy Five. I know. I, I want him to do Indy Five. He's, I, I think I, he's going to be, he's going to be the Sean Connery role for this one. I think that's that's mm-hmm. my. Oh, really? My feelings. He's going to be like the dad of somebody because he's. That'd he be can't, nice. He can't jump around and punch people anymore. I guess maybe he can. I don't know. Well, I think he can. I'll put That's it past Ford. He can do it. Okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Some, like, can't disrespect you know, Robot legs and him, robot arms. We can keep him going. I say it's the goal <laughs> of the nation to keep this man becoming Indiana Jones. I'd, always. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay yeah, with that. I'd be okay. I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with all that. All due to get forward with. Yeah. Um, so fast forward then. Um, how did you come back to cards? Was it was it when you started Upper Deck? It, it actually it was a little bit before that. Like I got back into comics after I got my degree because I got a little more money in my hand. So I got back into comics a little bit, which put me into the shops more often, which puts me exposed to things more often. Um, so I started picking up more packs of things. Um, Mostly on the sports side, actually. There wasn't anything non-sport out there. This was around uh, 2002 to 2006. Yeah. Where it's like there wasn't really much out there on the non-sport world except for some movie products that Tops did. I think Rittenhouse started getting get into some stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was dabbling in some of the cards on the, on the sports side a little bit, getting back into comics. 
and then an opportunity came up to to get back into to get a job over at Upper Deck, and I was like, okay, let's let's go. Um, yeah, actually, to go to Upper Deck, I actually tried to first get into Upper Deck on the entertainment side. So I was big in the World of Warcraft at the time. I still kind of am. And uh, I was playing the TCG, playing the game. They had the license. They were doing the TCG over there. So I'm like, yeah, let's see if I can get over there and be part of that team. Um, but nothing ever opened up for that. Uh, but then something opened up on the product development side for the NBA. And I was a big Detroit Pistons fan, big NBA fan. And so I, I, I knew my stuff. And so, like, like I said, I'm one of those weird hybrid guys that knows sports and entertainment. So I used my, my, my sports side to get myself in the door um, to try to pursue down the line something with the entertainment side. That's awesome. Cool. Nice. So, so you've landed at Upper Deck and you're in the sports um well there for what three four years yeah i was uh doing an nba from like 07 to 09 and then i did uh nfl from 09 to 010 and then as uh as mosh kind of pointed out that's when kind of uh hit the fan over there and and uh entertainment got cleared out and it came down to to two people in the building that could actually lead the charge to get entertainment back on the maps marvel marvel in particular Wow. Good. So, and this was this was Jason and yourself. Yeah. Going in there, like uh, going into a wasteland and thinking, okay, what's going on? And from 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 what he told us, it was Iron Man three. He was the kind of one that you had to get out the door very quickly. So so he said that it actually was Iron Man two. Um, I was listening to the uh, podcast and I'm like, ah, it's Iron Man two. Come on. Um, so that was the last <laughs> thing that. Uh, that the old regime did and actually they brought me in a little bit um to try to help out with some of the memorabilia stuff so in iron man 2 there was one card that we did that was memorabilia from iron man's actual suit oh. super rare i think there was like only 10 of them in the product because we got i think we got part of the suit from marvel at the time so we cut up some of it figured out how to cut up the suit a little bit put it in a card and so there's like you know 10 or 15 of them out there in the product super rare um oh. but that was that was the first thing that we ever put out um that i was involved in Wow. Okay. So that one goes out the door, and then you've kind of got the whole the future is in your hands. What did you start with first? Uh, Yes. And so we wanted to come out with something that nobody really has seen in a long time, if at all. And that was kind of the, you know, me and Jason's kind of uh, plan to do Marvel Beginnings. And so we're like, let's let's put something out there. Let's just put out this massive set that nobody's seen before. Get get people that want to collect massive base set. Have them do that. Put some cool content in there. Get some cool art cards in there, um, and see how that does. And so that was the first foray that we had, is developing that beginning set. It was absolutely incredible. I remember, I remember buying. Series one, I got three boxes of each actually. Series one, series two, and series three, I only got last year. Um, and it was a minimum three box to get the base set alone. It was just vast. Um, yeah, it's, it was a tremendous set. It's it's, yeah. it's funny because we I did that checklist all at one time. Yeah. So uh, I had this <laughs> spreadsheet of this entire all three series, and uh, it was on my hard drive, and my hard drive actually crashed. Oh. 
so that checklist was gone. <laughs> oh my but, god! But what we did is we actually paid somebody two thousand dollars to come back and search the the fragments of the hard drive to find that checklist, and so that checklist cost at least two thousand dollars to make. <laughs> wow! <laughs> One of my favorite stories I've heard so far. That is fantastic. That is absolutely See, priceless. That, that was the beast. That was you know, 540 cards for that base set, man. Yeah, I would have paid that too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would have tried to find that sucker too. No way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a lot too. So talk us through some of the inserts that came to mind. Because, I mean, beginnings, Ian and I were talking a little bit before. They have some of the first inserts ever introduced into the whole Marvel kind of brand stuff, right? You got, yeah. Yeah, so with, with the, some of the beginning inserts, I mean, I, the, the die cut one was something that was pretty cool. Um, and we themed them out, so there was a different kind of theme for each one of the series. I think one was X-Men, one was Avengers, and one was Villains, I believe. Villains was set free, yeah. And so that was yeah. kind of a die cut theme throughout that. Um, we also did something, I can't remember the technology, but it's kind of like a kind of a lenticular card that was out there. I can't remember what yes. it was called. People started oh. calling it Micro Motion, I think. Um, That's it, yeah. But that was, uh, you know, something that we did that we just found, you know, on some website or somewhere doing some research on some cool stuff. And it made kind of, kind of a cool card. Um, yeah. It kind of a little bit kind of looks like the, the metal stuff from back in the day, but not quite as quite as shiny with that. Um, but uh, then there's also the sketch cards that were in there. And, and sketch cards was something that I had no idea how massive of an undertaking that was at the time. And so doing some research from our old regime, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because when, when that whole department um, had the exodus, it was my job to go into the entire wing of the building that was entertainment and dig out things that we thought was valuable for, for what was going forward. Um, files, samples, you know, emails and things like that. And so my, my day was, um, you know, my, my eight to five and then like five to nine every single evening was me in the other part of the building just going through people's offices and trying to find stuff. It was it was very ominous because it was just like, you know, this dark, empty place with just me walking around in there. <laughs> so I found all this stuff about these sketch cards sketch card artists, sketch card contracts, things like that. So that's how I kind of started to learn about how this this whole process worked. The records weren't very well kept, and so it was me kind of like taking all these things that I found from emails and and and, and files and putting them into a database. Um, and that was kind of my way to figure out, okay, these are the artists I need, now how do I contact them? And so yeah. we're going back into old contracts, trying to find contact information, looking out on people on, on Facebook and Instagram, um, and just reaching out to people. And so I was just constantly looking for people that wanted to be in our sets based upon their previous activity with us. And that was that was a pretty big chore. Like it's a it's a smooth process now, not totally smooth, but it's it's a, a much smoother process than it was. But you know, there was there was no history within Upper Deck of how that process was done. And so it was just kind of doing some research of like, hey, these guys worked on our sets. These guys are good artists. These guys like us. Let's let's try to reach out to some people and see what goes on. Um, so that was that was an undertaking. That was it was educational and, and stressful at the same time as it was fun. Um, yeah. Some of the major, I mean, I, you know, Marvel Masterpieces 07 and 08, right? Those pieces there, they have 
some of the best artists that I've ever been in the sketch card kind of arena. So I'm yeah. sure those were the names because the, in beginnings you see a little bit of a repeat yep. there. That's that's where I found back. my information from. Like I actually found this box of um, of of sketch cards that didn't make it into the product because we we had too oh. many. They're, Did you want to know just, my address now? They're now, now destroyed. <laughs> no, don't say that. Why would you say that? That's so messed up. I know, Why it totally is. You totally is. have them or they're on the farm. Why would you yeah. do that? And thank you for listening to this episode of Marvel Car Collectors Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the downsides of, of my job is that we have extras of things lying around because we have we create extras of stuff because of waste, because of potential um, increases in volume. Um, quality assurance issues you know somebody needs a replacement for something and then at a certain time that all gets destroyed and it's it's kind of like a, a little half mass kind of thing yeah <laughs> but it keeps it keeps things clean out there man it's it's it keeps the the secondary market clean well um, i, I- I tell you what, one. This is a little mystery, and I don't expect you to know the answer to this. So, or even if you're allowed to tell me, no but, pressure whatsoever. No, 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 no. But this is this is this is one of those things. In Masterpieces 2008B, I mean, it was the second one. They were writer autograph cards. Yeah. And there were 25 of them that came out. Uh, for the longest time, the speculation that two other writers were supposed to be in that to make it 27, which is free nine-up pages. Hey, get get me using Ken Baroff's nine-up. Oh, you're killing it, man. Yeah, I'm I know. Impressed. I know, I know. I would have got away with that if I hadn't pointed it out. I uh, try to stick to that, too. I like that philosophy. The old nine-up yeah. thing. It's great. The nine up. Good philosophy. Uh, he's the That's father smart. of the nine-up. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I mean, he was very modest about it. He said, well, I'm one of them. And I'm like, no, you're the, you're the guy. Anyway, um, and so uh, I can't remember who they were off the top of my head. I think it was Warren Ellis and Brian Michael Bendis. Because um, so uh, I have a feeling that some early information got out there on one of the boards that they were supposed to be there. But And so someone, and that post is still on blowout from like 12 years ago or something crazy like that, that <laughs> someone speculates that the cards well, exist, but they were never signed. <laughs> or um, I think it might have been, I can't remember if it was stickers or if it was, anyway, but the cards exist, but they were never signed. But now from what you told me, they've probably already, already, always been, already been destroyed. But to this day, I have two gaps. I've I've left gaps where they would be. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's like I, I think so. I've actually found our quality assurance allocation for those cards back when I was looking through the offices, and um, so we had a couple a couple of each one of the cards for, mm. for replacements if we needed to, and I don't remember ever seeing those two. No, I wouldn't remember. Yeah. I would remember Warren Ellis for for sure if, yeah. if we would have seen that. But it, I mean, it may well be that they, you know, they were planned but never never signed for whatever reason. Yeah, but that I don't know. A lot. It's just it's just yeah. one of those it's one of those things that's always kind of bugged me years later, and I kind of thought <laughs> this guy went in there. After <laughs> what better dark time? And all the covers, <laughs> right. So let's ask him. Um, so of course the other thing on beginnings was that the. the and I, I'm pretty sure these were the. This was the first set that had these on the Marvel side, printing plates, mm-hmm. and comic panel. Yeah, yeah, cards. I agree. Um, so, yeah, are you pens. responsible for those? I am. Ugh. Like, 
like thank you. plates. I'm just going to stop now and say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. plates, you know, it's something that we've done in other products. And so that was something that was just, you know, easily carried over. I don't know why that wasn't done before. It's like one of the cheapest things that we can make that is one of the coolest inserts that are out there. And so most of the times you would just throw those plates away. It's like, just chop them up and put them into a set. It's, it's, it's so easy to do. Um, so the plates do come on a sheet then, right? Is that what yeah. happens? Yeah. So like if I, I wish I had at the office, I got all kinds of things I could show you. Um, but like the, the sheet is like, you know, a, a 90 up. in the office. <laughs> there you go. So it's like a 90 up or hundred up. So what that means is that a big sheet of cards that has either what, 90 or 100 cards on it. And so like we, we have them, we frame them. Um, we put them in the offices. With mementos. Wow. We, give, we give them away. Like, I think Masterpiece is the first one that we did for uh, for 16. Had some redemptions for some full, yeah. full uncut sheets. Yeah. Um, so that's what the plate looks like. And so we, wow. they cut up that that plate sheet and um, round off the corner so it doesn't chop like, chop anybody's hands up. And you know they just go right to the set. Wow. wow. You just solved a huge mystery for me. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to, no, I'm serious. No, because I was always wondering. So I was like, well, they have rounded edges. I guess they could have cut them off. But I was like, because they're not inverted, right? So I'm yeah. always, I was always wondering, are those directly used for the card or are those yeah. a product of. You see, some wow. of them are actually like smeared a little bit and kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah, they're, actually, they're absolutely used. Wow. Yeah. That favorite interview today. There Just going to say. Are. There are people who really <laughs> do like and go after the ones that have got the smudges on or the bit of the... Oh, the that's so good. Yeah. Which is... Love it. Superb. More the, um, <laughs> uh, the, Yeah. It's, it's Upper deck real. employee blood on it. You're like, yes! yes, wrong. yes. <laughs> so that's what happened to the entertainment team. Um, <laughs> so the, um, the, the there's a cool little video uh, bit of content that you yes. marketing guys did from beginnings where someone's actually doing the comic panels and selecting them Do you, I mean you yeah, that's, probably that's remember me. seeing that was that you no what I knew yeah. it I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> I was like yeah he looks familiar I know I've seen his face somewhere yep, no way. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the number of times I've seen that video and I can't <laughs> well, believe I, I didn't I, found it on, I think Ian and I someone found it on YouTube it was one of us yeah, or something. Yeah, we've linked yeah. it loads Times, we yeah. linked it in the group and we were just like yes ah that's classic <laughs> yeah so like friends this is the start of a beautiful relationship this is awesome. just that's gonna awesome. be our show from now on just us three <laughs> we're just gonna <laughs> hang there we go let's do it just make yeah, it. It, was, it was it was crazy like it's, it's something that that i thought up from uh because we do it with with jerseys and memorabilia on the sports side so i'm like you know what's what's cool to do that we can cut up that it'll be something that is meaningful for collectors of comics um and cards and you know i thought up the idea let's just let's just chop up some old old ratty issues and stuff and so like i whenever i would get comics back then i think it's it might have changed a little bit but uh i would always get comics that are graded like one or 0.5 so it's like sometimes we're missing a cover sometimes you know half the pages are just torn up um and so we take these comics that you know i would buy for like i got like an avengers number one i think for like 400 bucks 0.5 grade the the had half a cover everything was just torn apart with it um but then i cut that up and put it into a into a set got like about 80 to 100 cards out of that each one of those 
each one of those cars was going on secondary market for between twenty and sixty dollars. And so I elevated the the value of that book by how I put it into that medium, which I don't feel so bad about cutting up comments when I do something like that. Um, but it, it's it's also it's a cool way to like you know show off these books that people aren't ever probably ever going to be able to afford themselves. Mm. Also, too, like you get to appreciate the frame of the panel like yeah, i'm in, yeah. like seriously man you did a great job with composition like i i'm really super awesome man because i looked through a bunch of these things because i found one that had the surfer just and i was like done <laughs> i was i found it i was like <laughs> i'm loving this insert and then ian and i would talk about it and i was looking at them on, on ebay and you you know i really appreciate and 80th really did the same thing like who, yeah. who you know people who did 80th too they really took their time to think about how it would sit in a card yeah. and i i that, greatly appreciate that yeah that's that's a time consuming process like that was me uh, spending some evenings out in our warehouse with a, a hammer and a template um and i would i would take the book and i would sit at my desk and kind of lay out every single one because you got the front and the back sometimes okay which one's going to have the better image the front yeah. one or the back one so you kind of like you know checkerboard it out a little bit um and then you go and you start chopping it up with using a hammer and the and the, the dice that we have but yeah sometimes i'll sit there oh like horizontal vertical which one's a little bit better you know can i get, squeeze this guy's half a head in or should i put his full head in and it's it's uh, a process but you know it's it's cool to hear you guys kind of appreciate the the time that we took to get that thing done oh yeah we definitely do <laughs> yeah, sure. oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of interesting yeah. how this a very it's a very big staple of our products now. Like a lot of our products have a lot more of those. And and back then it was it was very rare. Those things were hard to get. You know, they were maybe yeah. case hits, if yeah. if even that common. Um, the movie products had maybe one comic book in it for the entire movie run. Um, oh. But now I think they're they're starting to to put more things in and and more common issues, but things are just so relevant to what they're doing, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I should actually correct before someone um, comments when we put this up is that of course the the com- the am I allowed to mention Rittenhouse on this call without a thunderbolt coming down and, and striking it's me because I'm talking it's to a Good, good. Because you mentioned them before, so <laughs> you just have a small window, Ian. Hurry. Yeah. <laughs> um, of course, they have done comic panels before they've done them for um complete uh, avengers. avengers right uh, yeah that's right in 2005 i want to say six yeah but they weren't yeah they weren't they trading were, card size right no they yeah. were big they were oversized they were they were big, they were big frame pieces yeah right? they were like um like comic strips in a newspaper right so like you would have like three panels in yeah. one thing yeah, it wouldn't did. be like a section thing. Yeah, they yeah. Did. that was that was a big debate out the forums for a while, where it's like, oh, Alperdick wasn't the first people to do it. Like, well, we were the first people to put it in a card set, you know, in a in a, in a card pack, you know, before yeah. it was like a redemption or something like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was cool. That's awesome, man. I mean, they're brilliant. I mean, I've got, I think back when the, when the set one came out, I think I managed. To, I think I, I pulled one, and I immediately went on eBay, and I think I've I've got. There, there weren't many. I think there were only ten different ones per set, um, and I think I've got six or seven of the series one, and maybe the same for the series two. So you know, I've, I've not tried to go back and actually finish that, um, but at some <laughs> point I will. But I think they're quite quite rare. I- interesting side note. Sorry, uh, Bubby, but for, uh, <laughs> when in, in the group recently you posted. Um, to sh- for everyone to show their comic cuts. 
you remember that? Yes, yeah. because shamelessly I wanted to see everyone's collection. So that exactly. was the way yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, and one guy posted, and he's got almost every comic cut from <sighs> the Avengers set that Rittenhouse did. And he's got them for a particular issue, Avengers number 15. So he's trying he's to compile it. To, he's managed to complete most of the, the whole issue, which oh, is no, crazy. That's impressive. That is super I know. impressive. Yeah. Those things are, aren't easy to come by. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do it now for the surfer one I'm telling you about. Um, but I think a lot of people are too now thinking about how do I composite this whole comic book back together yeah. in these nine yeah. pages. I think that's sick. I think it's a great idea. That was, it was easier, like sure. the, some of the older, like, uh, Spider-Man ones that we did, you know, those were perfectly made for these cards because those panels that are in those comics are almost exactly the same size that needs to be for a trading card. It's kind of uncanny. Um, but as you get to the more of the modern stuff with the bigger splash pages, you have to be a little more creative with what it is. And so you can put together an old, like, Spider-Man number, number number eight. You could probably put together an entire page from the comics that we do. Wow. Um, but for something like, you know, first parents of the lecture that we did for a, for one year, I think you, it'd be hard to do because the splash pages and the action yeah. pages are so much bigger. Yeah. 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 Um, and ha- were you anything to do with the Deadpool? Because as I know, I'm, I'm fast forwarding a bit here, but you've you've moved off. You've yeah, moved that was that was all Matt. Um, like I moved off from trading cards primarily, um, I want to say 2015, 2016, like, like masterpieces was kind of like my, my swan song for trading cards. Um, but Deadpool of course had the, 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 uh, comic panels, but it also had, and I think it was a differently numbered card that was the cover of New Mutants '98. Yeah, yeah. Like they've they've taken that idea and they've done some cool things with you know, autographs and I think they're going to put some coins and some cards or something like that along with the panels to kind of show off the year that it came out. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of fun stuff now to just elevate that that type yeah. of thing because there's a lot of books out there that you can cut up um, that you can have that perceived value just kind of be elevated by how we kind of portray these things in different ways. It's also kind of crazy now, right? Because so many cards are being, so many comics are being slabbed, right? That you don't get to see the inner workings of them anymore. So it's kind of cool yeah. to get these card sets that, and be like, oh, there's a panel inside this comic. Yeah. I'm so conflicted with slabbing comics, man, because it's like, ha! you got to, you got to read them, but then they're not as valuable. So it's like, it's, it's kind of polarizing the collector base of comics where it's like, you got your guys that are investing and you have the guys that are reading. Uh, I will always be a reader. I haven't slabbed a single comic that I have, um, but then you know, Mosh and Grant, our director of product development, they're all, all about slabbing and grades and stuff like that. So, oh my <laughs> me and I go back and forth on this all the time. Yeah. That's classic. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, really interesting. Do yeah. um, do um, so we did beginnings and then, of course, premiere. So. We kind of touched on it earlier, but um, am I right in thinking that's kind of a, a taking another kind of leaf out of the, the sports side of the business where you've got some pretty high-end products coming out? Yes or is that- no. I, th- I think the only thing that really mirrored a sports product on that guy was the, the brand because we had the premier brand was in sports. And so I wanted to have a brand that was recognizable uh-huh. and even a, a card design that was a little bit recognizable. So that first premier card design is kind of an homage to an old premier sports set as well. Um, 
but my thought process for that set was I kept seeing over the, couple, the next couple of years of doing um, Marvel stuff is how ravenous the fan base was for sketch cards. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what if we just made an entire set that was sketch cards? And so the idea initially was it was all going to be sketch cards. The entire thing was going to be sketch cards. Whoa. And there'd maybe be a, a, a insert set that wasn't. But I wanted everything to be a sketch card in that set. So if you look at how the base set sketch cards were actually done back then, it, it mirrors the, the base set. And so you have you know, cards 1 through 60, and that same checklist 1 through 60 is the sketch cards. You look on the back, it still has that card number as well. And so you kind of, my hope was like, like financially it wasn't going to work out if everything was a sketch card. It would have been a way too high end product. It would have cost too much money. The content would have, would have, wouldn't have panned out. Um, so my hope is that people can take that and still make a base set out of sketch cards, finding the, their favorite version of that character that was sketched by whatever artist. And if you want to try to collect an entire artist run of, of a base set, you can do that as well. Um, but it was just trying to get as, as much sketch card content into a product as humanly possible, which I think we succeeded on. Yeah. yeah. And so you touch. know, <laughs> just a touch. And so you know, that is... I mean, honestly, anybody who collects Premiere, that's the big goal, right? Is to have a sketch card of every character. Yeah, in yeah. That full, I mean, that's the goal, right? That's that, the thing. That was I can the hunt. thought process, so that's great. Smart. No, that's the thing everyone does. And people do some – Ian and I, I'm trying to think of who it was, but we had a lot of collector friends who've done them in frames where you could see, yes. like, a full sketch card run – of this particular uh, character run from that set. And I loved seeing, and I think, I don't know if that was the first set, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it is, but I could be wrong where you had the name of the character on the card as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's part of the whole like base set kind of feel of it. I wanted it, yeah. that those sketch okay. cards to feel like a base card. And so it would have everything that a base card would have. Mostly. Wow. I love that so much. That's great, man. Very cool. Very, very cool. I love yeah. that about the premiere set a lot, actually. I think that's 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 probably the thing I enjoy the most, like a sketch card collector, which is, yeah. you know, uh, was the second thing I'm into in terms of surfer and then collecting sketch cards. My favorite thing about premiere is that the fact that it's able to blend into the whole base card set. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, it's original art. Yeah, it's great. Yep, yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah, that yeah. was the first first set that we did that really focused on the art as opposed to anything else because everything in that set is an original art piece of some way, shape, or form. You look right. at look at beginnings, and that's all stuff that you can find from comic book stuff. Um, so it's just a huge database of Marvel art that we can pull things from. Um, sometimes, like back then, you probably might even see the same image on a Rittenhouse card as you would on a Marvel on an Opera Deck card. It's because mm-hmm. we're pulling from the same database of stuff. Um, but uh, that was the first set that we did that was like, okay, everything in here is original. And so all the art from sketch cards to base cards to insert cards, everything was an original art piece, which was which was pretty cool to do. Yeah. yeah. And then the serial numbers too, right? Which was the big deal on the base set. Yeah. Right? yeah. Everything one uh, 199, right? Yep. Yep. Everything, absolutely. Yeah. That's like yeah. a staple of Upper Deck's high, high, high branding for, for perceived value is you, you number everything. Um, Smart. Everything limited. Everything feel like it's special when you get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it is. It is. I, mean, it, it, I remember. Was there another insert in that set? Was it? Was there a, a, a corner box? 
type of yeah, yeah. The first one was it had a classic corner patches. That's so it. That's it. Manufactured patches was something that we we took from the sports side, mm. um, and so you know I kind of did an homage to the old corners because I thought the corners were some of the coolest parts of comics on the covers yeah. growing up because you know you have variations of characters and sometimes it's a group shot sometimes it's something yeah. crazy yeah so we kind of yeah. took some of the took some of the the more well-known ones throughout history put them in the cards I remember folk going absolutely bonkers for those even dare I say almost more than the sketches in some cases oh yeah yeah, or the patches. The, yeah, awesome. this was when Scoundrel was still very, very active, um, mm. and they were just—they were as soon as they you saw them on eBay, they were gone like that, and the uh, yeah, the, yeah. the bids. So people did snaffle them up, and I haven't looked for them since because I know they won't be cheap. But um, I'm sure there's not many of them out there. Um, I've, Mine I've took still, a while to find. Mine yeah. took a while to find for me. Yeah. Um, well, I've only just recently acquired um, the signed black cat so the other thing about beginnings of course is the breakthrough issues and then all the signs yes. that you had oh yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm my so glad you remembered <laughs> yes oh, yeah that was the other oh. thing i wanted to touch on is genius getting all of those people to sign i mean yeah that, was, was, that? that was that actually wasn't that bad um what? you know it marvel back then was a different beast you know it, it wasn't the monstrosity um this this this, this Disney entity as it is today. And so um, people were more accessible back then. Um, and so we have a great team on the talent relations side that, that goes out, you know, whether it be actor, athlete, um, comic artist, they, they, their job every single day is to go out and talk to these people and, and get deals done for autographs. Um, so we kind of put the list together. Um, and they, they, it was their responsibility to start tracking these guys down. And they did a phenomenal job getting that done. Um, but there was probably a 95% um, rate of people saying, yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. And it was got, it was amazing. You got Stan Lee, mm-hmm. you got Joe Sinnott, you got Larry Lieber. Mm-hmm. You got, um, I mean, so many of these guys have, have since left us as well. Um, Gabriel Deloto. Yep. doing ones like right when he was becoming really hot yeah as yeah. well like yeah. uh, annihilation and stuff like you had some great every i mean yeah that's but a massive it, but what i love right? about it is it wasn't just like the 60s and 70s guys you had books from the 90s from the noughties yeah. um you know and you'd not seen them do this before because those books, you know, the nineties was, you know, let's, let's not, let's be honest. The, the quality <laughs> levels didn't exactly stay, stay, stay That's the fair. same. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and so, you know, you've got secret wars eight, you know, I've got, I've yeah. got a secret wars eight cover breakthrough, uh, issue signed by some of the guys who did it. Yeah. And, for me, because I start, you know, because I was buying those in, you know, eighties and nineties, that's my wheelhouse. Yeah, that's the that's the books I grew up with. Yep. So that actually, almost strangely enough, means more to me than one of the sixties ones. No, I'm with you on that because I'm I'm, this, I'm of the same ilk, man. So it's like I grew up reading comics in the eighties and nineties. You know, I yeah. didn't care about these old people that did comics in the sixties and seventies. You know, and it was like, yeah, whatever. But we have, you know, but we still have to. I still recognize that value. They're his. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. You can't say you can't you can't say enough about those guys. But uh, yeah, 
having those those guys is like those guys that I recognize, those are the guys that I know, the guys that I want to see. And so, you know, it, it was kind of a melding of, of old and new getting those together. Yeah. And I think that's what was so really interesting about Beginnings, right? Because it was so massive, you could have that range in there. And those yeah. things don't come up, man. Ian and I were talking about those breakthrough auto issue cards. Mm-hmm. They do not come up at all. Yeah, they didn't. Those guys didn't sign a lot of them. And so I mean, there's a lot of names, a lot of people. So that kind of made yeah. up for the volume. But each one on an individual basis is, is pretty rare. Yeah, that's so. I mean, I I find I, I couldn't even find it on Google Image Search. That's how un, wow. un yeah yeah they're tough. Um, they're was, tough. Um, because my Black Cat's my character, um, and it was Marv Wolfman signing the uh, Amazing Spider-Man one nine four. Nice. It was card B seventy three from set two. Oh, um, <laughs> finally, finally, it arrived last week, and someone who um, who we've had a good on the, friend of ours, yeah. yeah, a good friend of ours, who's kind of he's not actually been on the podcast yet, is he? We got to um, get Letty on here. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we will for a while. Um, turns out he goes, oh, I'll check, and then it turns out, oh, hang on a minute, I've got I've got four of them. <laughs> yeah, he he, <laughs> he packed that. He's a hoarder, man. He has everything. <laughs> I was like, oh my giddy arm. Um, so yeah, so he, he very kindly let me have one of them, uh, which was great. So so beginnings in premiere, completely kind of, you know, still to this day, premiere, you know, it's obviously had its fourth go around recently. Um, the one we, we mentioned very early was your swan song was Masterpieces 2016. And so you'd have been involved along with Jason in all those early conversations with Joe. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, it just just tell tell us your journey with Masterpieces 2016, because I know I know our our, our our friends in the groups are going to fall over themselves to hear this. <laughs> All right, so you know, this was around time that we we developed you know beginnings. We had a couple of movie sets under our belt with you know Thor, Captain America, um, Iron Man three came out. Premiere was coming out. Um, that was in the works. And we're like, okay, what can we do to, to elevate the brand even more? How can we how can we do something to blow people's minds? Um, and so, the masterpieces brand was something that you know most people grew up with. You know, back in the '90s, it was something that elevated elevated trading cards back then. You know, it can't be denied what impact those those sets, especially the '92 set, kind of had in the, on the industry. And so, um, you know. It, Upper Deck tried to reinvigorate those back in the OOs, um, in, in my eyes, unsuccessfully. Um, I, I didn't care for the direction, but I was, you know, was a part of the team at that time. Um, so we tried to look at how can we how can we make this kind of like you know a, a big wow for some people, and you know the 20th anniversary was coming up at that time. Um, in, in 2012 and I think we started talking about this in 2010 2011 and uh, like what can, can we get you know Joe Jusco to come back you know if if it's the 20th anniversary of the first set let's get the same guy who did the first set to try to, try to show people that we're back like, okay let's get it done um, so yeah <laughs> it was it was some some negotiations with Joe and uh, he was all all for it and uh, I think it was part of negotiations you know 2010 2011 to get that thing done um, and we had this whole schedule mapped out. It's going to take him, you know, a year to get things done. We might, we might make 2012. It's it possibly, but we're not sure. Um, if, if Joe kind of, you know, does his magic, we can get it done. But Joe said to us, he's like, okay. In, in 1992, I was rushed to get the set done. I don't feel like I did my best work on that set. 
I don't want that same thing to happen with this set. I want to make sure that everything I put in there is my best work. I have the time to do it. And and I'll, I'll do whatever I can to make sure it's the best images of these guys that I can do for you guys. Okay, it sounds great. Let's get this thing done. Um, so five years later, <laughs> <laughs> when this set actually came out in 2016, um, it was it was something that you know we we would would poke Joe a little bit here and then how's it going you know you haven't done done a, <laughs> done, a, done a piece in a couple of weeks what's going on um, but we wanted to give him the space we wanted to make sure that he was he was comfortable doing things so you'll you'll see in some of those images every single image is dated and you'll see dates from 2012 mm-hmm. to 2015 I believe and. Yeah. It was just him the entire time taking taking his time to, to do his best effort for those sets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how how the art kind of came out with it. Um, as as far as like structure to that set, um, we kind of looked at what we did with Premiere a little bit. We wanted to make sure that it had the same kind of high end feel, high collectability. Um, everything that was in that set, we wanted to make sure it had something to do with the artist that was in place. We didn't want to have, you know, a bunch of different artists, you know, put insert sets and things like that. We wanted to make sure that everything that was in there was had something to do with Joe. Even the sketch cards, you know, we told people that if you do some sketch cards, um, do some homages to, to some of Juice Code's 92 pieces. And so you see a lot of people who did artwork based upon those cards and their own style, which was pretty darn cool. Um, yeah. So everything, everything about that set is, is, is Joe, Joe Jusco related in some way, shape or form. Um, so talking with some people in, internally and externally um, of, of how to make this thing thing kind of kind of pop from a, a, a premier level is, you know, talking with, with Grant Sangram, our, our director of, of, of product development on the sports side, he's like, well, no, make, make them really thick. Make these cards really thick. And so like, all right, so I was gonna do like, eh, let's do a 24 point or something like that. He's like, no, 60 point or more. So it's like, these cards were like, you know, triple the size of a regular trading card, thickness wise, super thick. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's, that's step one. And step two was like, all right, um, the numbering, what should we do with the numbering? Um, so actually I talked to some shops about, you know, some, some of our key shops, um, like Wayne Wagner, um, Eddie Doria, uh, some guys that own some shops in Canada um, that do a lot of stuff with, with Marvel trading cards for us. He was like, oh, make everything number, tier everything, make everything super rare. And so like we were going to number things, but they're like, took, take it to the next level, you know, tier it out, make it sure so we have some some different levels of tiering, make it so they have high series chase and things like that. So like, all right. So now we have this, this tiering system using the rule of nine, of course, that tiering system, if you guys noticed. And so it's no, like- It's nice. I, I know who to blame now why my silver surf is so expensive. That's good. I've been wanting, I've been hoping that we'd find the person responsible. So good, you no, got, keep going, please. Go. And, and so it was kind of like a, a, a collaboration of, you know, me and Mosh, you know, starting up the idea, um, talking with our other, our other departments on the sports side, talking with some shops, making sure this thing kind of covered all the bases of the different collector bases that we have out there to give it that that absolute you know top level experience that we can wow 
I know. Um, I'm speechless. I'm looking at yeah. you, and I'm looking at you. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm God. Not, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my, one of my favorite things about that set, you know, one thing I, I probably spent more time than I wanted to was the uh, the What If variants <sighs> of oh, the base set. Someone had fun building those. That, well, yeah. In your studio. Absolutely. So... <laughs> Like I'm not I'm not a big Photoshop guy, but I'm hugely great with Microsoft Paint. Like I can do things in Paint that you know people are like you done Paint. That's crazy. And so I did this mock-up of the Black Cat card. Um, <gasps> free, 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 free. free. So I have I have this I have this 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 image that I created of oh. how to make this this image from Joe go into this comic from Black Cat. And so it was like, you know, a step-by-step process of like, okay, here's the image from Joe. Here's the comic. Here's what you remove. Here's what you replace. Here's what goes above it and below it. And so it's like this whole transition to get that car going. Mm-hmm. That that goes that went into our our, our design brief, our documentation of, of how to, to, to design a set for our design team. And so they took that and that card almost looks exactly like that image that I created in Microsoft Paint. Please and tell me you still have have that I, somewhere. I, I do have that somewhere. Oh man. <laughs> I would give my right arm to see that. I would give my right maybe, arm maybe to see that. Maybe I'll send it to you sometime. Oh, you're beautiful, Aww. man. I will dance yeah. your wedding, sir. Um, and so, we, so we took all of these cards and we said, okay, we want all of them to go with their first appearance. And so based upon this kind of thing, um, they did their first round on the design team, and then I had to sit back there with the design team. It's like, all right, so we got to move this around. This this comes from the upper left to lower hand to the lower right. Um, this got this has to pop over. This has to pop under. So we had to do a lot of collaboration um, with our design team to make sure that each one of those cards was the best it could possibly be for that. Wow. Yeah, that was um, sick. <laughs> that, was, that was fun, man. Because like I'm, a, I'm a big what if guy. Like from from back in those comments. Yes. yes. What yes. if is is everything that you think might have happened in a different world, and it's all this crazy stuff. It's it's mm-hmm. isn't. And and so it's like I wanted to try to try to bring that. What if what if Joe Jusco did the covers for the first appearance of these guys' comics? Well, here you go. That's what it's going to look like. Can wow. You imagine? Can you imagine? I love um, I don't. Uh, you, you, you probably won't be aware of this, but Joe very kindly. Um, yeah, what a gem! Probably um, about a year and change ago now, um, found some of the preliminary pencils that he'd done for the wow. set, and yeah. he offered them first in the Marvel Masterpieces Collectors Group that we that yeah. we run. Uh, so I might have, might have, I don't want any proof of this. It just might have happened where I was bothering him to see if he had any prelims for months. <laughs> poor guy, poor guy. And then I did think you for a month. Did, did you guys check out the uh, the book they put out with those those images in it? Oh, yes. Did, yes. did you see one image that's in there that's not in the set? Uh, that rings a bell. Yes. Um, oh, wait a minute. Who is that? Um, I, it's upstairs. Who was I, it? Yeah, I can't get mine either. Yeah. Who was that? Mr. Fantastic. That's right. That's right. Yes. That's right. And there's a Galactus one. Yeah. And uh, most of the FF team. Yeah. Right? So that that was around the time where um, I'm sure you guys are familiar with like the the segregations of teams That's within the Marvel universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which, which is why right now beginnings can't ever happen again. Um, yeah. But. Uh, so that that was a transition, and so there was there's a couple guys like Surfer made it in, um, yeah. because because he was done and he was approved before the the edict came out. 
2013. I saw that. I was wondering because I the SIGs yeah. on the 13. And yeah. so shortly after, um, I think Fantastic and Galactus were two of them that that Joe did, and and Marvel's like, you know, this this is a longer. Um, we can no longer portray these guys in, in, in our merchandising. We're considered merchandising. Wow. Um, so, so, yeah, those those were never to be seen. What I'm hoping is going to happen is we might see them in the future. If that edict gets lifted, there might be a card at the end of the set that's card 101. 102. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking <laughs> you do a tin lost cards yeah just like the 92 set baby i'm just i'm just putting that out there for people you don't have to listen to me it's just a suggestion there you go <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah i love those pieces too man and they're fan they're i mean they're obviously no pun intended fantastic but they're just great yeah. they are yeah. super yeah. um so the end of that story is I've got not the actual, I think it was the very early, like the first prelims they did, not the actual prelim prelims because they're, they're worth a lot more. Um, he found the Black Cat one. And she oh, was yeah. originally she was originally re- reversed because she's facing, I think she's facing left as you look at it. And originally she was facing right, but he flipped her when he did his final pencils to then go okay. on to the painting. Okay, so uh, that was one of the first ones that he did. That's why that was in my mock-up because I had that image. Oh. No, I wasn't. I didn't use. I didn't use that image. I used, I think, the ninety-two black hat image for my mock-up. Even wow, so, even that's so, really cool. Even so, yeah. and and so, and the other thing that that set kind of came is the. I think it's the first time I've seen this in a Marvel product was the buybacks. Oh yeah, from ninety two. That's right. Yeah. So how did that? How did that come about? What was the origins well, of that one? Twentieth anniversary, of course. You know, yeah. That, that was part of it. Um, you know, buybacks is something that wasn't new in the hobby, um, right. but it, but it was new in these kind of products because there wasn't so much of a of a history for Marvel cards. You know, and if there was a history, it wasn't for brands that were similar. So, like, you know, there isn't any upper deck Marvel cards from 92, but there are Skybox Marvel cards from 92. We now own Skybox, so okay, that's, that's oh, fine. Of course. Wow. Yeah, because we, we now own, we own FLIR, and by FLIR we own Skybox, and by Skybox we own Impel. Right. And so we own those those three marks now. And so we're like, now we have a history. Yeah. And that's we have all, and since this is the 20th anniversary of, of Masterpieces, let's go back to our set from 92 get those buyback cards put a stamp on there for some 20th anniversary get some of those signed by joe jusco um and just have another chase for people another way to see those cards kind of reinvigorate that 92 set a little bit so those those ips those ips are now owned wholly by upper deck because obviously Correct. the companies don't exist anymore, but the IPs. Correct. Okay. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Because I remember that with um, Masterpieces 07, which is which is my set. I know that you. <laughs> 2008, <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. 2008 is. I would argue that is definitely a different quality mark. But 2007 had a fair crack at it, including getting Joe to do the box art. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, and those oversized cards that he signed. Um, Mm. The um, where was my brain going with this? Yeah, <laughs> the different the different parallels in 07, the base, the foil, and the gold border had different yeah, logos yeah. on the back. Yep. So they had upper deck, FLIR, and skybox, and yeah, the FLIR yeah. was the foil, and skybox was the um, gold border, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, that that to so. this day kind of irritates Mosh just because it's 
the branding's all over the place in that set. It's like, is it is it Skybox? Yeah. Is it Fleer? Is it Upper Deck? And so if you look at the the masterpieces now, it's, it's just Skybox. There's, there's nothing just else one. on there. Um, yeah. And yeah, I love that you yeah. kept the Skybox name, right? Because there is kind of a legacy there. That's really you awesome. You got you, man. And if you're going to bring that masterpiece, this is Skybox brand. You got to bring that Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's smart. That's awesome. Um, so Masterpieces 2016 came and absolutely blew everyone's head off. Um, well, I do, I do have a question that's on my list, and I'm so sorry. There you go. <laughs> what was it like to see the original art in person? Because I imagine you saw it in person. The actual like canvas pieces. Yes, I didn't yeah, see those so in person. Never saw what? those in person. No, you were robbed. Yeah, now who has that? And you go take a look. <laughs> well deserved. Okay. Yeah, we just we just got a. He just did a bunch of uh, you know super high risk scans and everything, and that's all that we ever got. Um, we never got the original pieces because um, he had other plans for those things. Um, much more valuable in his hands than anybody else's hands. So. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah the statue is a standard with most of the artists. Um, you know, they they make um, you know part of their part of their commission comes from from those those pieces is they they sell them afterwards and that makes yeah. up a, a big chunk of their income. Yeah, which wow. makes perfect sense. Makes um, perfect jo- sense. Joe actually did do some sketch cards for one of the premiere sets. Am I am I right? I'm looking at you, Norin. Mm-hmm. You did. He absolutely which, did. He did it was, for, was it uh, premiere seventeen. 17 should be okay all right i mean he's he's done sketch cards he did a few before that as well um uh trying to think that was was part of this contract where we we said okay we want to had like 100 sketch cards in that contract and they were kind of kind of uh spread across some different products and so um it's just something to kind of keep his name out there and keep it keep him going for a little bit yeah, well, I, think, I, I don't think you've—I don't think you've got any issue with his name being out there. Either. You, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, he's... the same thing with our good friend uh, Bianchi, right? Yeah. I mean, Bianchi. It's the same yeah. deal. Like you saw that. Yeah. Like, like wow. he had some some cards in that set and some some subsequent sets after that as well. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely. He's man. so nice. He was yeah, he was nice. amazing to work with. Um, um, yeah, our, our our team had a good, a really good relationship with him. So, do you when you were kind of you know, exiting stage left, pursued by Bear to go and work on trading card um, games TCGs? Do you had you already started planning for 2018? I'm just I'm just. There's one thing I'm always curious about is when did 2018 start getting planned? 2018 probably started getting planned so in 2016, I'd say. Oh wow! Okay. Whoa. Uh, so maybe even 2015, because um, like Bianchi did the set a lot less in a lot less time than Joe did for 2018. 15 months, I think it was 15 months, yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah. But but with that said, we we were having a, a meeting on Monday actually to talk about our 2024 artist selection, and so we're we're starting to get a little bit ahead of the, the curve if we can right now. We got we got 2022 already set in place. Oh. And 20, and 24 is is going to be talked about on Monday. Oh, okay. All right. I've just had a Look, light bulb this is what you in do. my head. This is what you do. You get Ian and I on the phone. You just leave your phone on. You don't have to say anything. It's a blood dial. Sorry, man. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, better still. I'll just buy a plane ticket and a face mask. Um, <laughs> I'll risk so, COVID. I don't care. Oh, I, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Flare Retro isn't a set yes. that I've actually... 
had hands on it kind of happened it kind of came out at a time when i, I kind of i missed a few years of, of cards uh, marvel 75th um being one of them yeah. um but Fleer Retro, I've kind of come to – we've seen some people do breaks of that in the group very recently, um, and it has got all sorts of shenanigans going on in that, there. There's that just so many elements to it. My favorite set that I worked on is, is 2013 Fleer Retro. That was – I mean, if you read my bio and you look at the content yeah. of what's in that product, yeah. everything that I said I like is in that product. That's what it's, I mean. It's, it's, yeah. it's Bubby, it's, Bubby's, Bubby's sandpit. Uh, exactly, exactly. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like we did, we did a retro brand in, in basketball. Um, so that the concept wasn't, you know, entirely new, but you know, taking that that concept and putting it into a Marvel base. You know, that goes back with the history. Now we have the history of all these sets, and so we can do a retro brand. We have, we have the rights to do all these designs for Marvel Universe. Series one, two, three, four, um, flare ultra, all that stuff, metal flare, all that stuff. Yes. We have, you know, and even through in some like every every insert set, except for every set in there, except for the base set, is a throwback to something. Because um, some of those inserts are even from the sports side. You know, look yeah. at the the, the two thousand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Look at the fifteen set of retro, and it even has some of like the nineteen sixties flare flare uh inserts yeah. as well and so it's like we we had some fun with that that was a super fun set to do yeah that's actually you just, really you hard just lit up like a christmas tree i Dude. love it <laughs> yeah. that's yeah. Awesome. that was fun that was that, that was like one of those things that they say when you go to, to your job and it's not like work that was that set for me it was just yeah. like i just had fun doing research and getting designs out there and just reminiscing about you know my clutching days in the early 90s oh, making that set it was it was amazing that's, that's kind of the journey for collectors too like when we collect that set that is the set where it's all reminiscing right yeah. especially if yeah. you're from a hybrid background like you mm-hmm. yeah man that set is all reminiscent and that was that one set. of the that set where it's like okay there are cards in this set that aren't autographed it's not a sketch card and it's worth ten thousand dollars yeah okay Heck, one of those PMG Spider-Mans, PMG Green Spider-Man. I don't want to talk about PMGs. I'm still missing the green <laughs> surfer. I don't want to talk about it. Another sore subject. I got tons of sore subjects. Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny because from a collector's side, I think that set's really difficult to get because the people who are not hardcore Marvel collectors like Ian and all, all of our friends – were also like or you were mostly sports people but had a foot in marvel yeah. and also collected that set yeah so getting that was those one cards, of those, yeah that was one of those yeah. first sets that kind of brought in that that you not just the fan but it's the the collector the guy that wants to to take something and, and maybe flip it maybe make a profit they didn't know that they could do that before and i'm like oh you can make a profit off of marvel cards okay Let's, let's check it out. Let's go check it out. Sorry, sorry, Marvel guy. I'm going to take all your, your cards. Excuse me for a second. I just have to buy everything. And then exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, funny enough, we're still seeing that on EPAC. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's been crazy recently. Oh, man. The MM18 Bianchi Red Spectrum Spider-Man just went up on eBay. Ten oh, yeah. grand. Yeah. yeah. For the red dang, that's awesome. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, well, you know, no, that's their asking price. Oh, right. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, it's set in the yeah. bar, though, man. It's set in the bar. It's everything below that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> they've only got they've only got fifteen feedback. 
So, you know, I send them that. The username is something really funny, like erotic something as well. It is it's erotic bizarre. something. It's really yeah. bizarre. We were I mean, the second it. word isn't something. So there's, there's nothing legit know. about this entire thing. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing legit. No, just a picture. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we do. It's interesting. There is a running tally of which ones have been seen in terms of the prelims and the red spectrums in, yeah, in the yeah. group. So, um, but um, um, what I was going to say. So you, we, we, we've been we've been we've been brought to task before about not talking enough about um, um, MCU sets, and of course there were quite a few MCU sets on your yeah. on your list as well. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. just now starting to get into them, courtesy of the gentleman that we had as a guest who said you never talk about MCU cuts, <laughs> and he I was, was like, great. <laughs> and he was great. He's a lovely guy, and I was talking to him today, and he's he's got me into them in a big way, and he's a high end yeah. autocop. He's he comes great. from the sports background, sports yeah. collecting background, yeah. so he goes for the high end. Um, and he only owns about 40 cards and seven of them are robert downey jr for mine man one Ooh, that is you know? a, a so, gem right there yeah. so he's yeah. um he's seriously into it so brian um hello brian hey, um so um but you had a hand in you know, obviously iron man 2 we've talked about you know pretty much all the phase one and a good chunk of the phase two ones as well i mean i'm not i'm not as familiar with those sets because i've i've only recently kind of got into it and i've started on the ones on epac which are all the ones since kind of 2017 yeah, so none of the your list so i imagine all of those would have been like retail product that went into stores any any you know in, in terms of how you approach those set and obviously you know the actor autographs are the most sought after thing in those is, is there anything you can tell us about how you approach those sets after you got going the the biggest thing between mcu and the publishing side is how how it's routed through marvel and so when you have like the publishing sets which is the comic book stuff you know you, it goes to one team um and the, the team is is usually you know you just the people that are working on comics the people that are in, in the marketing for comics um but when you talk about the mcu stuff it 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 hits a lot more people and so you have to route things through the legal department a lot more often every single image has to be vetted through the actors so the content that's in this thing oh, is all pretty much dictated by the studio and so there's there's not as much room for creative process as there is on a publishing side just because it's a lot more hoops to go through um and it's it's not really a bad thing it's just a different thing where you have to change your mindset okay you can't you can't do this like there was an insert that i wanted to make for um regarding the galaxy and i wanted to call it cherry bomb and it was <laughs> based upon no she had a, a song in the movie um and it was going to be the insert that revolved around all the different weaponry that was in guardians galaxy and so i couldn't do that because it had potential to infringe on the rights of the music license name and so there, yeah. all these different little things you have to watch out for from a legal perspective just because it's a lot more high profile um 
there's a lot more a lot of more people are involved and want to make sure that it's 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 on the up and up when you put something out um and so you just have to go into those sets with a different mentality of like okay this is what i want to do but it's probably not going to match what's actually going to happen after talking with the studios it's a collaborative effort of like you know give and take of 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 you know i want to do this thing with the set well you have to do this because of x y and z yeah get those, those reasons but but uh it's it's a different thing um you know imagery is also an issue just because you know they they consider their movies now animated features because mm-hmm. the live action is all in front of a green screen for the most part and so you don't you don't get images for these things until you know they don't get done with images until like oh, sometimes two weeks before it releases into the theater so there's no way you're going to get that into a trading card set unless the card set comes out way afterwards um but sometimes it does now like we used to be able to release with the movie now we keep release yeah. hopefully within the year after the movie it comes out just because mm-hmm. we're still waiting for assets from people um the, the talent has grown um as as far as notoriety as well like we got we got chris hemsworth and thor for for a song dance for autographs um because you know thor was out there nobody cared and and now it's it's a different story now getting these actors because the the mcu was such a phenomenal success that you know now the agencies are stepping in and they they want to make sure that that everybody's treated correctly um so it's a little a little bit more difficult than it was when I was doing it by mm. fall. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you still try to get the themes in there. Like I used to collect the sets from like I one of my first uh, movie sets was the uh, the first Batman set in '89. Um, yes. 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 My, my my cousin came home came to visit me one day and he just gave me a box and he gave me a binder and he's like have some fun and so that was that was <laughs> awesome um and then i got into like the the first TME, tmnt set um back then too um and so i look at what they were able to do back in the late 80s early 90s and you can't do that now just because no. of how the process works from a film aspect yeah yeah, yeah. is this the images you know some of those those sets there isn't there's images in those sets back then that aren't even in the film because you know you get those images before those cuts even happen like there's there's no way that happens now everything has been vetted through 45 people in marvel so you make sure that you get something that is a finished product and they want to make sure that they're showing off the best possible image for the product too so i yeah, i totally yeah. get that they're 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 uh, a, a, a machine that just needs to make sure that everything is 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 seen with the steps. Light. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. um but yeah, it was the first sets were were interesting because I had to do the photo selection, I had to do the type, I had to do the checklist, I had wow. to do the the sketch card acquisition. I had to do everything with those things because we didn't have the processes in place to get that done because the entire entertainment team was gone. And so, yeah. um, if you look at those sets, Thor, Captain America, every single one of those cards was done by me, unless it's an entirety. Um, we had That's our, crazy. Yeah, our our <laughs> our team assembled the cards. They did their they did their amazing job with, with the color corrections and, and making sure the card looks good. But actually, the composition of of selecting the images, um, doing the, the the type on the back, the checklists, everything with that was was a, a very one man show for the most part in the in the beginning stages of that thing. Um, but now we've now we've got the whole team together and you know yeah. entire team. Now it's a it's a, good running machine when it comes to that. You're not Someone, carrying it on. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I'm somewhat amazed you still have a head of hair after all that. So I feel bad for you. Well done You're to you. Well done. Dude, it's, um, it's fun though. It's it's super fun. Like I can't I can't say that it's you know a, a difficult thing to do. I mean, it's hard to do, but it's just you know I I grew up in this world, and so now I'm yeah. kind of hoping to to put stuff from that world into people's hands, and it's just it's just fun. But it's the it's the it's the wonderful thing, and as we said to Ken, who um, who worked at Impel, then Skybox, and then was there, and then from there he he turned a corner. He went into a completely different sector, a completely different vocation, and you know, our talking to him was him revisiting something he's not thought about even really or, or touched on for decades, and I think he find he found it quite touching especially with some of the response from the episode that people that he made such an impact on how people collect and how people view the products and you know yeah i'm not not blowing smoke up your bum but you know you you have kind of set that template in a way whether you intended to or not you 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 i mean you can still see it with your colleagues and your teammates who still produce the sets now and i know you're still in it so i'm interested to know in 10 20 years time when maybe you'll still be there maybe you won't maybe you'll be on a on a desert island somewhere drinking mai tais and and and, and holding on to your green pier, green pier that, you, that, you, that you've since sold um, uh, to get there. Um, whether whether you will be kind of thinking back and seeing how how the hobby progressed and how it rolled out, and you know what became of Upper Decks, you know journey with the cards. Looking back yeah, in hindsight, yeah. that that would be quite interesting. Anyway, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm just going. Oh off yeah, I, I agree. Tangents. Like I. I, I see what our team has done even since I have turned it over. And, uh, you know, Matt did a phenomenal job elevating the brands as well. Like, he's done a lot yeah. of things that I didn't even think about. It's like, oh, that's, that's a really cool idea. You know, the Ant-Man card with a whole bunch of little tiny swatches in it. was, it was <gasps> <laughs> we, were, we were talking about that last night. Noren didn't know it existed. No. And I, oh, yeah. I, I, I so did it. brought it up and I was like, no way. And we looked it up on e- yeah, uh, yeah. Or somewhere. And man, that was, we were just talking about that. The micro swatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, that was amazing. That was amazing. That's it's like every person in the movie, every costume piece that we had is like, oh, let's put it all on one card. Oh, okay. It's, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Man, it's freaking cool, man. That is just hilarious. Incredible. Yeah, and with so the pack in the mix now, you know, they're evolving the products that kind of cater to that customer as well because we now know that people have connectivity with other, other collectors. Yeah. You know, yeah. So not, it's yeah. it's a lot easier to, to make yeah. sets and talk to people and move things around and and you know, it's it's it, it's like for me going through like my one of the things I'm still trying to complete to this day is my nineteen ninety four Marvel Masterpieces gold foil signature parallel set of the Hildebrand brothers um and so it was me going to stores and hey you got a common box over there of of uh 94 masterpieces i can look through real quick and so like i'd slowly try to get things pieced together now it's just like you can talk to somebody across the world it's like hey i need card six okay i got four what do you want to give me for it how about card seven okay good to go done and they don't even leave your house it's it's insane 
yeah. sir, you are welcome to come to our group, post your needs and wants, and I guarantee you Seriously, within two hours, you, you will you have yeah. people sending you as whatever you need, my friend. You are <laughs> oh, always yeah, like, yeah, looking through it right now, it's right next to me. I was like, oh, I miss it a lot still. It sucks. <laughs> oh, dude, come on on, man, please. Whenever you get the time, please join. Right, you will, right. we'll, we'll take care of you for sure. We will, we will shepherd you. Um, so you've you've kind of you've kind of stepped over is it the tra- uh, tcg trading card yeah, is that, our, that our games in general. so that that entails um you know anything we do with tcgs anything we do with um board games anything we do with esports i'm also in charge of that stuff as well oh. um like i i do our overwatch league brand right now and so that's that's kind of interesting because it's taking games and melding it with sports and it's like, you know, kind of takes my hybridness and puts it into a product and it's, it's, it's been a challenge, but it's been fun. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like the, the direction that I'm in right now. I love that you're highlighting players of those games too, man. Like we see the cards come up every once in a while and that's so smart, man. No one's been doing that. And those are going to be major sports. I mean, they are major sports now, but that's only going to gain popularity. Love yeah, that and it, idea. that's how it works. You, you got to elevate those people because right now it's a very, you know, unfamiliar thing to a lot of people. You know, with the yeah. younger generation, they know who people are. People that are hardcore collectors, they don't know yeah. what's going on. So we're trying to, you know, showcase the players, establish values of players because that still hasn't been established yet of what these guys are worth. Um, so it's it's been a fun process, kind of like you know, just imagine making a trading card set the exact same day that the NBA started or the NHL started. You know? And it's like smart. No, nobody knows what what to do with that kind of stuff, and so we had the opportunity with was Blizzard and Overwatch League to, okay, here comes our new league, and you guys can start from day one. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Wow. See, but like ten years from now, when someone has this full collection, rookie card—I mean, like it changes the game completely. You yeah, because yeah. these cards are there day one. That's really yeah. awesome, man. Great, and, idea. It's, and it's just the education of the collectors right now because you know that that generation doesn't really know much about this, you know. And so we're trying to educate them. We, we give them binders and we give them sets and we give them little packets of what cards mean. What's your rookie card? What's a mem card? What's the autograph card? So we're kind of educating the consumer as we're making these things. Love That's it. Interesting. Very That's cool. Interesting. Very cool. I've I've got a few kind of quick fire questions just to kind of circle us into to landing so that you. It's, can it's get, been so quick fire all day. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, do you own all of the sets that you created? Ooh, ooh. So so no, um, kind of. So they're all at. at in my office because you know we can't we can't sell anything or or have anything so what what i've been doing is i don't have any of the insert cards so what i do is when a a set came out we had you know boxes that could distribute to various people and so i would walk around and try to put together a base set of everything so i have base sets of everything that i've created um and I do have some binders of of more complete stuff for reference at work in our library, sure. so we can kind of go back and reference things. But you know, personally, you know, in my office, I got I got a base set for everything that we do, except for Marvel masterpieces and Premiere because they're numbered. Cool. So yeah, yeah, that's tough. Those, yeah, but I do have like beginnings base sets, Thor, Captain America, Marvel Now. I have a full set of Kree Scroll War. Oh yes, yes. That's awesome. That product was interesting. <laughs> Super fun, not successful, but it was. We, I, I tried doing things. Our team tried doing things, 
that are just kind of unconventional and, and different sometimes. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Yeah, so, but if you didn't yeah. try that, then you might not have discovered what did not didn't work for the next thing you went on to. So, you know. Got it. You and they come it. back hey, in you fashion. Go. You know what I yeah. mean? You never know. Like, things come back and go out. Yeah. You learn by wow. doing. Um, next question. Next question. You've mentioned the word a couple of times, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask this of everyone that, that comes on this podcast from Upper Deck. How come you don't make binders? Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a sore subject with me, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so it, it's something that I've been pitching for, you know, 10 years and uh just make a binder you know make a masterpieces binder do something um so about two weeks ago mosh actually sent out an email and he's like why don't you guys make binders i'm like really (laughs) of course when he says it yeah. So, <laughs> so it's it's something that's always in the back of our mind. You, yeah. you might see something. Because um, in, in recognition of the fact that they obviously are probably quite costly to produce, they're definitely costly to transport and ship. Yep. yep. Um, you know, I, I mean, we spitballed this about six months ago on an episode, you know, even if they just came out as a limited thing. Um, uh, yeah. What I would do at work for, for the sets that I have at work for reference is I take a, a, a three-ring binder that has the, the parts on the exterior we can slip, slide things in. Yes. I, cut up a, I cut up a box and then I put those things in there and that's that's my, my binder for a yep. product. <laughs> beginnings, beginnings, the box yep. is just the right width, yep. the size. The, the spine, you yep. Slide the spine, spine. yes. It's I want to say I mean, that was intentional, but it actually yeah. wasn't. It's snug. It's snug, but it goes in. That's uh, awesome. So, um, next question: Have you and because we know Matt, Matt, Matt did. Have you had a trading card made with your image on in some form since you've been at Upper Deck? I have. Um, Ooh. So, in our our legendary deck building game that we have, yes. the first expansion has three bystanders which is a, a playable card in the game and they were of the the gaming team at that time so it was myself jason brunner and nick leslie and those three bystanders are all part of that team it's kind of a little like a sneaky thing of like hey we busted our butts for this thing man let's rest those in. <laughs> that's cool that was the set that matt matt's is in as well I yeah, yeah. I think it was a different. It was, it was a different it's one. Set. Like we we've, we've yeah, been yeah. doing that uh, ever since then, and so um, we've been slowly wow. putting people from our company outside of the company, tournament winners, into uh, bystander cards, and so there's we, probably twenty cards of people that are a little that's little Easter. So fun! We're, we're going awesome, to we're gonna need to see that, puppy. We're going to need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll He's like, oh, now. I don't have one here. No, this is strange. Just no, <laughs> Google the paramedic card, and you'll see it. Paramedic card. We we will do. We will do. Um, I'm I'm kind of you know what in terms of my quick fire questions that was kind of it. Um, I just I just I just you know it's, it's that quick fire. It's it's kind of finished. Um, Bubby, you you you're a delightful chap. Thank you. You're amazing. Uh, this has been great, man. This has been super fun. This is this is hilarious. I mean, I'm you know I'm obviously you know it's 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 rough out there. So look after yourselves and. Um, yeah, I mean, I know you you still kind of work alongside the people making the uh, the Marvel sets, and your your fingerprints and your influence and your advice and your experience are, are still carrying over. So, yeah, you know, carry on doing what you're doing. 
Yeah, I just got uh, some emails today from people asking for advice on Spider-Man. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll have to do some Spider-Man research for you. Good. Okay, go on to eBay. Uh, tortured soul. Give ten thousand dollars to someone with an erotic uh, username with fifteen feedback. There's some Spider-Man advice. That's There's right. There you go. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> you will own a, you will own a one of one card. Um, <laughs> Bubby, thank you very much uh, hey, for coming plan. on. Um, and you know, obviously. Anytime you want to come back, you're more than welcome. Um, and nice. I guess all all that remains now is is uh, we we end our episode with our customary sign off. Enjoy collecting, and we we would love it if you would if you would take us out. Well, all right, guys, enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting.